Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. This podcast is brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey. Native Grape Odyssey is an educational project financed by the European Union to promote European wine in Canada, Japan, and Russia. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Walden. My guest today is Luca Fontana. Luca's family winery is the Cantina Mesa in the Sulcis area in southwest Sardinia. Welcome. Hi to everybody. My name is Luca. Uh, yes, I'm part of the family who established the winery in the 2004. Actually, the winery has been bought by Santa Margherita Gruppo Vinicolo. So they're based in the north of Italy. Yeah. And they're famous for their Pino Grigio and own wineries throughout Italy. Yeah, uh, I think the, they've built the best uh, brand for the Pinot Gris all over the world, the Italian Pinot Gris. And uh, I'm very proud to be part of this uh, big group because uh, they can improve our future, our vision, our mission. Okay, tell me, what, were you, what was your family doing before you founded the winery? Were you grape growers selling into a cooperative? Not at all. So what did, you, what did you do? Everything but the wine. So my uncle Gavino, he went to USA in the 17th when he became uh, one of the best, uh, most known uh, creative director in advertising company. Uh, me too, I started as copywriter in an advertising company. In, in Italy or in the US? No, no, me only in Italy, sorry. Uh, then Italy in Europe anyway and uh, when Mr. Sanna Gavino retired himself uh, he chose to invest uh, in his homeland between Sardinia and uh, their homeland there is a very strong link something that I found only in uh, Brazilian with the Saudade or uh, uh, Basco people in, uh, in Spain they are very very proud to be Sardinian so that, com- that comes from Sardinia's history which in brief obviously it's an island nation almost yeah. and the central part of Sardinia is very rugged and um people there are incredibly attached to their land, shall we say. Yeah. Sardinia is the second biggest island in the Mediterranean Sea. After but Sicily? It's, uh, yeah, after Sicily, but it's uh, like a continent. It's really complicated to understand. There is a huge difference between the north and the south in terms of food, way to think. So when you say the way of thinking, so what are you talking about? In the, how do you think in the southern part then? Is it, what's the difference between <laughs> Sardinians from the south where you are and the north? Oh, well, just to understand... So you're more, are you more influenced by Africa, is that what you're saying? Yeah. not far away? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just to understand, we in the Suchis area, we are called by the other people in Sardinia, Maureddus. Maureddus, yes, means uh, you can translate in African, because uh, this is uh, our name for the other uh, people from uh, Sardinia. What does it mean, then, that term? If I, if, you, if, if I say that to you, is that, a, is that a friendly term or is it a rude term? Well, <laughs> so they're saying that you're kind of almost like the north, northern Sardinia obviously is furthest away from the continent of Africa. So when they use that term, it's like you're almost like you're part of Africa in the south. Is that what they're saying? To be honest, I prefer to believe that's a, a friendly word. Okay. Uh, just to understand that the people from Cagliari, they have been called uh, since a long time the people from the castle because uh, castle was the name of Cagliari. So that's uh, the town in the very south of um, Sardinia, yeah? Yeah. We are we in Santana Resi, where the winery is located, in the valley of Portopino, we are, I think, the southern point 
in Sardinia. We are southern than Cagliari, southern than Carbonia, southern than uh, St. Peter Island. Between my winery and the North African coastal area, I think there are just uh, 150, 160 nautical miles, no more without anything between us and them. That's very important uh, referring to the climate. Summer in our area is very long, very hot. And, uh, so does that suit the Carignano, the Carignol then? That's your, yeah. that's your flagship grape variety, isn't it? Yes. Much uh, criticized. I've made a Carignol wine and I loved it. And some wine writers, and we're not going to name names, No, <laughs> really don't like Carignol, but I'm a big fan and I guess you are too. All over the world, Carignano means just uh, healed. Hill for it, a very generous hill. You mean? Yield, yeah. Oh, yield, yield. yield. So high yield. yields, Sorry. high yields and stuff. High, very yields. high yield. But uh, in terms of wine, uh, usually wine are uh, rough in terms of uh, tannins. Tannins, very high in acidity. But that's uh, if you overcrop it, isn't it? If you, it, presumably where you are, you have fairly low yields. Do you have bush vines? Uh, yeah, yeah, bush vine. There are a lot of elements, uh, starting from the climate to the training system, that uh, improve the Carignano in our area. And that's the reason why the DOC in the whole Italy is just linked in the not very large strip of Sulcis area. Okay, so basically in the, the DOC, there aren't many DOCs in Italy that actually have Carignan as its yeah. main variety. Yeah. You're the, the, only only DOC, no, the only DOC is uh, Carignan of Sulcis from Sulcis DOC, the only one. Uh, what about your soils? What makes the Carignan special there? Apart from the fact that you're near Africa, it's a very hot climate. Well, the, it has been a mix of elements that uh, made the Carignano of Sulcis the best Carignano all over the world. Not me, it's the copyright is from Mr. Robinson. We can start from the soil, sandy soil, sandy clay soil, very poor, very infertile. And then the extreme condition, very hot, very dry. Drough in my area can be from six till 10 months. All these conditions tame the natural vigor of this grape. In that way, we don't have a very high hill for Hector. In that way, we, uh, element push down the tannins and the acidity. This is the problem from uh, of the Carignano grape all over the world. Isn't one of the contradictions, though, people always criticize Carignan, and yet, historically, uh, Carignan wines have been bought by wineries in other parts of Italy to add a bit of structure to red wines? Yeah. So they kind of, on the one hand, it gets criticized, but secretly it has been used to, quote, improve much more expensive wines, isn't it? So it's a cheap blending wine, but it actually has a fantastic result or fantastic effect on some of these other wines, yeah? Is that frustrating for you that you know how good it is and you can see that traditionally it was bought by big merchants, yeah, yeah. yet publicly it's, oh, Carignan's rubbish, it's no good, it's not a very good grape, it doesn't make very nice wine. That must be really annoying for everybody in the Sulcis area. More than frustrating, I'm very proud, because uh, we had the chance, uh, an unbelievable chance to grow, to show to the world that Carignano can be, can be is a nice grape that can give you great result in terms of wine. So what, uh, tell me about the characteristics. Is it crisp? Is it soft? Uh, What's a good food pairing? What do, you, what do you eat with it locally in Sulcis? We don't have to use any carbonic uh, maceration method to soft the wine. The so wine that's that like you carbonic maceration yeah. is like making a Beaujolais style with whole berries that go into the vat yeah. keep, to try and soften the tannins. Um, in, uh, in our area you have red wine, crispy, with a lot of salt inside that help you to have this 
kind of particular and delicious crispness, uh, soft, velvety, with some aroma that go outside from the typical uh, red berry. You can reach also licorice, spices, also balsamic note. That's very astonishing from our wine. Okay, so what about ageability? I mean, if we buy a Carignano from the Sulcis area, how, when, when should we drink it? Should we drink it early? Should we give it a couple of years? Would it age 20 years? Well, uh, my one is just uh, 11 years old, so I can say something about the 20, 40, 60 years. To be honest, uh, I suggest a medium age. Uh, recently, in the New York Times, Mr. Asimo wrote uh, an article really interesting about uh, how do I have to open my bottle how long can I keep in a cellar? There is any age that you can uh, give to a consumer. You can have an average time. I think that uh, for a simple Carignano can be five, six years. For a more complicated, you can reach also 10. Then year after year, get out of the bottle from your cellar, open and taste it. That's the best way. What about tourism in the Sulcius area? Has it been, obviously, Sardinia's are very well known for its incredibly clear waters around its coastline? Yes, we have to start. My area is one of the last wild area in Sardinia. Uh, and that's saying something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if, you, if you love a white sandy beach or a seashore, if you love emerald sea, if you love good food, gorgeous wine and... Uh, Peace, that's your place. So the main, the, the main meat dishes, though, with you in the Sardinia is um, we're talking pig, suckling pig, porchetta, lamb, very softly cooked. Mainly our traditional food are only uh, received from meat food. Lamb, pork, sheep. Seaside for the Sardinian haven't been traditionally a very friendly place to stay. You have imagined that the Sulcicera is very particular. It has been one of the first to be inhabited by people. Phoenician came to us in the 18th, 19th century to get some spot on the coastal area. That's before Christ, by the way. Yeah, for sure. I beg your pardon. <laughs> and then uh, we came back to stay in the Sulcis area only after the first part of the 19th century, when the French stopped the pirate Muslim invasion. But it's a place to discover. It's something fantastic. Yeah, I mean, basically, Sardinia being a strategic island was invaded by various peoples. Um, there's obviously the Spanish, the French, Phoenicians, <laughs> barbarians, maybe. That's in, why the people in, would hide in the center of the island. Yeah, um, that's uh, the reason why. But uh, to be honest, invasion is not the right term. Colonization. They, colon, but they've uh, never been inside. Sardinia yeah, as well they've the been in they? uh, as well they stay in, uh, in Sicily that's the reason why Sardinia has been uh, quite isolated that's the reason why they speak their language it's, it's not dialect. Italian it's not uh, something like uh, I, am, I am from Milan it's not like uh, my language in Lombardia it's something completely different yeah, it's, it's like a different language yeah okay so you're confident about the future of Carignano well to be honest I'm very confident I'm sure that uh, alongside the Vermentino can be one of the Sardinian grapes that uh, are able to have a very, very, very shining future. But I think that before we have to make a brand building it not only on the Carignano, but on the Sardinia island. To be honest, all over the world, Sardinia is not uh, uh, known as well as uh, Sicily or uh, Piedmont or for sure, okay, Tuscany and, uh, and Veneto. We have to make uh, a serious work, serious work to explain people 
where is Sardinia, which is the best of Sardinia, and then we can speak about uh, the Carignano or uh, the Vermont. It's true though, isn't it? I mean, everyone talks about, um, sorry, everybody talks about Sicily and Etna and Nello Mascalesi and all this kind of thing. The very, Sardinia really doesn't get a fair shout, does it? It's not really very well known at the moment. No. Probably, uh, is that because it was dominated by cooperatives rather than individual estates, apart from a few shining examples? And maybe it's a little bit late to, to develop these private estates, estate wineries? Nice question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can say I think it, that's right. I've seen uh, my opinion, personal opinion, the resurrection of uh, Sardinian wines, Sardinian uh, style in making wine, starting from the 90s when some private family start to make uh, a very serious uh, and gorgeous uh, job. Okay. In my area, if I can, in my area has been one cooperative with the uh, collaboration of Mr. Takis. Jacob Takis, uh, famous winemaker. Yeah, he stopped. Uh, they stopped to make uh, wine just to cut. Uh, just to blend. Just to blend other wine. And uh, so basically, what you're saying, Jacob Takis, he's now no longer with us, but he was a very influential winemaker in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even more recently. And uh, his blending skills were legendary. Should we put it that way? <laughs> okay, I think that everyone knows uh, the style of Mr. Uh, Takis. He always say that uh, blending was the best of his uh, skillful. The best of his skills, yeah. But um, but haven't you got to get away from that? Haven't you got to make Carignan instead of being used in blends by mainland wineries? So basically, they were using Carignan from Sardinia in very expensive wines, and on the one hand, making profits from the Sardinian Carignano, and then almost like ah, oh, Sardinian Carignan. <laughs> Oh, no, it's not very good, blah, blah, and keeping you guys down. That's really what happened there, wasn't it? Uh, sorry for the listen, this is bullshit. Carignano in our area is uh, mainly used 100% Carignano only. Because no, in your area, yes. Yes. Uh, outside my area, if you pay attention, all the best red wine from Sardinia are made with a blend of Carignano. Carignano from Sulcis is... Uh, crispness is uh, softness uh, is uh, also sometimes uh, velvety tannins uh, help uh, to improve the other wine I don't know about the mainland uh, producer I know that there is a production in uh, Tuscany Umbria Lazio etc etc but uh, I know very well that the grape that uh, they can get is not the same over Sulcis but also in uh, Sardinia I visited some uh, Carignano vineyards on the top of the north in Sardinia I spoken with an uh, agronomist and they told me that because he worked also in the southwestern part of Sardinia that the result is good but not so good as well in the uh, Sulcis area So what is the altitude in Sulcis then? Zero So you're right by the city yeah. <laughs> My small town Santana Reyes is uh, 70 meters above sea level so the vineyards all, first of all the old vine are placed facing the sea on the seashore uh, in the sandy dune and uh, when I have to ask about the altitude is uh, sea level. Yeah, Carignan kind of likes sandy granite and that kind of soil um, produces um, so yeah. sandy granite. Our sandy soil are made by the, the corruption during the yeah, last the uh, five, six uh, hundred million of year. It's a very thick a sandy soil. So it's decomposed, decomposed ground yeah. basically. Yeah. That's very important because uh, in that way the roots 
can get can go deeper and uh, reach humidity when uh, the um, when it's dry. the dry time is yeah. uh, very very long. And that allows the carignan to get some of its natural vigor to express itself underground, uh, some of that energy, uh, rather than expressing itself too much above ground and creating ri- really ridiculously high yields. Luca Fontana, I just want to say thank you very much for telling us about uh, Carignano del Suches and Cantina Mesa. Mesa. And hopefully your collaboration with Santa Margarita, which is a very it big... It will be a great collaboration. Well, hopefully, hopefully they'll be able to help uh, Carignan um, develop some kind of uh, market and a, bit of, and a bit of fame. They've done it with Pina Grigia. Why not with Carignan? Jancis Robinson, by the way, is not a big fan, I'm not a big fan of Carignan. So if you can convince Jancis... Okay, that, Sam, um, let you come back to taste our <laughs> Carignano. If, yeah, that's your goal. You convince Jancis to get a Carignan. She's ah, oh, this is a really nice Carignan. She, she's a little bit of a skeptic about Carignan. I'm a big fan of Carignan. Anyway. I just want to say thanks, Luca. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Ciao. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey, discovering the true essence of high-quality wine from Europe. Find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. 